Welcome back to Technically Speaking. This is episode 37, I believe. I'm going to stop trying to guess the episode. Uh, no, no, you're right. It's 37. It okay. Is, it is 37. All right, Lucky 37. Guess. Lucky guess, I guess. Uh, my name is Nate Harris. I'm Colson Craig. I'm Madison Hanbury. And this is Technically Speaking. All right, there we go. Proper proper introduction. So, how you guys been? It's been two weeks since we did the last podcast. You guys were both busy last week. Slackers. Oh gosh, yeah. I uh, started some graph theory homework, expecting oh, it to take shit. me like an hour, and uh, it did not take me like an hour. It took me much longer. What exactly yeah. is graph theory? Uh, Why in the world would you ever think graph theory would take you less than like eight hours? Right. So that was my mistake, certainly. So graph theory is, uh, it's hard to. So I'm not talking about like x and y. Coordinate graphs, that not that kind of graph. Uh, Nate, I'm talking about like skin graphs. No, I mean G R A P H, still a graph. Oh, okay. But it's like it's like ver- vertices and edges. Uh, if I could show you what I meant, you'd understand immediately. But it's hard to explain in words. I'm sure there are words, but I don't have them. But anyway, uh, I am getting a computer science minor here at UGA, and in order to do that, and I'm doing it all in one year because I added the minor at the end of my of last spring semester. And in order to do that, I have to take three upper level classes uh, in computer science. Yeah. And most of those, rec- and in fact, all but three of them, require 1730 Rapid. systems. No, 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 1730 as a prereq. There are three that don't, and, and I didn't have time to take 1730 because it has prereqs is, that I had to take in the fall. What is 1730? What is 1730 that? is just, it's basically C++. It's just a systems class. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going to teach the material to myself this semester because I want to learn it, but I couldn't take it because it required prereqs that I had to take in the fall, and then it, the classes, the other classes that I could have taken in the spring required it, so I just didn't have time to take 1730. So I'm taking the three upper-level classes that don't require 1730, which are graph theory, ethics of computing, and, um, and, ah, oh, geez, what's the other one? Oh, and web development. You're, so you're wrong. I'm wrong. I mean, I didn't have to take 1730, and I'm also a computer science minor. I agree. There are uh, at least at UGA. There's a maybe lot of, four because I think there was one that was taught by Delarum. But I mean, I haven't taken any of the ones you're talking about. I'm taking. Uh, I took human computer interaction. I took like web programming. Um, yeah, that's the web programming. That's that's the one I'm. Okay, taking. well, there's that one. Um, and then ethics, which is 3030. Okay, I was looking at that one. I guess, yeah, I guess maybe there are only like four. I know it's really yeah. slim pickings for like non-computer science majors. It's really slim pickings, especially if you need them to not be at the same time, which is very frustrating. So I'm taking the three that I could take that, that would like all work in my schedule. So one of those is graph theory. And uh, the only prereq for that was discrete math, which was terrible. And this is even worse, but I got to do it. So I'm going to get through it. I remember when... I took uh, 1302, which is like second yeah. second second level Java, um, and at the same time, like everybody in my class was taking 1730, so much so that the professor was like asking at the beginning who was taking 1730, 
And so I just figured there was a lot of crossover with 1730. So I thought it was like you could take 1730 or 1302. I thought it was one of those situations where like they were basically the same class and you could take yeah. one or the other as a prereq. And the only I only found out like last semester that 1730 is C and not in Java. And so it's it's, it's C plus plus specifically. Yeah. yeah. So it's a completely different class and that like not taking 1730 really limits your ability to take like anything else in the computer science department. Yeah, it really does. And I feel kind of weird about it because I really wanted to take 1730. And it so like now I'm technically getting the minor, but I don't feel good about it because I'm not taking the classes I wanted to take when I got into the minor. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm just going to have to teach myself the material anyway, because I, I really do want to learn C plus plus and you know, you know, once you once you know one language, it becomes kind of easy to learn more. So I'm not too worried about it. But uh, I'm getting the minor, but I'm not enthused about the way I'm getting it. And I'm sure that you know any computer science professor would be enthused about it either. But I'm doing it. <laughs> well, I feel like with a lot of computer science stuff, like like you said, you could just teach yourself it. Like if you take an intro to Java class and kind of learn how computer computer coding languages work and kind of get the basic syntax and like what functions they can run then you can easily transfer that over and learn a different language and just basically yeah. adapt. Yeah, and I'm really excited to learn a language that isn't now, Java. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there are a lot nicer languages than Java, needless yeah. to say. But, um, JavaScript? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you just said um, you can learn most of computer science on your own. There's definitely a difference between computer programming and computer science. Like, Yeah, I agree with that. A yeah. computer That's programmer true. wouldn't need to take graph theory, for instance. Yeah. I again. So the graph theory is actually co-listed as a math class. So there are math majors and computer science majors, and one computer science minor in that class. Yeah, I don't know um, what. Right. I didn't have to take graph theory. You you take, did you did yes correct you did not have to take graph theory yeah. I had to take discrete math. Yeah. So I took discrete math last semester. So why you take graph theory? Because it is an upper level class, and I have to take three of those, and it was one of the three that I could fit in my schedule, and I'm also taking the other two. Oh. I didn't. I haven't even heard of graph theory. I didn't. I thought there was. I thought discrete math was the only real math-related computer science upper-level division course. Nah, graph theory is a class that exists for the people that want to take it. Unfortunately, I'm also taking it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna do fine. It's just that I. But what the point is? Last Wednesday, I underestimated the homework, and I won't do that again. Well, how did you do this Wednesday? Today. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm well on my way. It's not not, oh, okay. a, not a huge deal. I I planned for it, so. Well, that's I mean, good. last week it was like I didn't plan for it, so I needed to make sure that I could finish it. So, which is why I said I could do the podcast. And I like that you preemptively texted me. <laughs> like I didn't even text you to tell you I could do it. You texted me and were like, "So you probably can't do the podcast, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> yeah, well, no, because I saw your tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, oh man. Oh, uh, by the way, I wanted to thank you on the air. For offering to give me your Pebble Watch, which one is it? Ooh. Um. I'll give you my uh, Pebble Time Round. Cool, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, it's exciting. Is it the white one? I don't think I have a white one. When you pull it out uh, here. I'm a- I'm asking because I oh, I've only the, seen. Yeah, it is the white one. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a circular white one. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Because. I'm using my I'm using the Pebble two, and oh yeah, of course. I'm not giving you my five dollar Kickstarter edition Pebble one first gen thing that I. That's mine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mine forever. 
Um, well, actually, uh, if you want to move into technology discussions, that was the reason why I was going to give you this is, number one, it was just sitting in my drawer and I decided I should let somebody else actually use it and experience it. And number two, um, a uh, blog post on Fitbit's website today because uh, Pebble was bought out by Fitbit back at the end of 2016. Um yeah. And at the time, they said they were going to extend support for Pebbles uh, all the way through the end of 2017. Uh, obviously, that came and passed, and nothing really happened. Um, but a new blog post out from uh, Fitbit on their developer website today has announced that the official end to, uh, well, I guess out of the kindness of their heart, Fitbit is extending the support of Pebble smartwatches for six more months. So June 30th, 2018 is the official death day for Pebble support. Um, and as a kind of a nice gesture, I guess, they're offering a $50 discount off of the Fitbit Ionic smartwatch, which is a $300, not really all that impressive smartwatch, um, in my opinion. Um, not all that impressive is an, it's an overstatement of the quality of the watch. And the, uh, the Pebble Reddit seems to agree with me. Um, we're all still, there's all a bunch of posts on the Pebble Reddit of like, People were like, 2018 and still rocking it till I die and we're going to live. Um, but in the, the blog post from Fitbit, they announced, uh, they recognized that after June 30th, uh, services like the Pebble, the official Pebble App Store, uh, Pebble Forums, voice recognition features. Uh, is that a cat? That's my cat. That's correct. Okay. I don't know if you could hear, but she just meowed again. Oh, I, I didn't hear her at that time. So I didn't I'd hear like her, but to, tell her I like said to... meow. Oh, um, he says meow. Yeah, she <laughs> left. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm hurt. So I'd like to interject into this Pebble discussion. Yes. So now, a lot of the servers that um, allow you to do, you know, voice recognition and you know, ask it, hey, what's the weather? Uh, those are now defunct, right? Yes. Um. So, so and they've, they've been, been defunct, defunct for a while. But have you considered loading like your own firmware onto that Pebble Watch? Because there are existing projects and existing servers that um, you can connect your Pebble Watch to I and regain that type of functionality. I Isn't was... there Rebel? Is that yes? Um, yeah. Yeah. As as opposed to paying attention to my class today, when I saw this blog post and saw it in the, I then went through the Pebble subreddit and yeah, um, actually in this uh, blog post from Fitbit, they actually call out and say that like. Um, they say our friends over at Rebel are working for like community developed Pebble app stores. Uh, Rebel is a little bit behind in their development, um, so now I think they have, you know, they have five months basically to kind of kick it into gear now. Um, but yeah, Rebel is is Rebel OS, which is an official or not an unofficial um, uh, firmware that they've kind of ported over. Uh, they're also working on a Rebel app store. Um, to kind of you know prolong support for all these features, um, when the uh, when the Fitbit acquisition happened, um, Pebble actually released a, as their last thing. They released an update to the Pebble app a couple months after that, that took a lot of the functionality offline, to basically making it making it so that when uh, certain f servers and features went offline, that the Pebble could still continue to function as best it could, um, you know, by moving a lot of, of functionality offline. Um, and then I, there's obviously been people, I remember right after the announcement was made, somebody, um, 
went through and like archived the entire Pebble store, all the apps, all the watch faces, um, and put that up as a torrent on like archive.org, um, which I downloaded. So I, uh, and I actually asked today on uh, Reddit, I don't think anybody's really gotten back to me, um, if there's been a newer version of that archive, because I, I think some apps probably still have popped up or maybe didn't get captured in the first archive. Um, and I want to make sure, I want to help to make sure that like all the apps that are out there right now get archived and can be transferred later. Um, so I have that right now. It's, you know, gigabytes of, of apps and, and watch faces for the Pebble um, all sorted alphabetically. Um, I have that on my, my hard drive. But yeah, so it's just, it's kind of unfortunate that there is now, I, I guess at least we now know that there will be an official death date for this. And so Colson, this is kind of the reason why I wanted to give you my Pebble. It's because you only have five months left to really experience it. Live. <laughs> yes, sorry. To really I'm experience hope- it. So yeah. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to at least let you experience it for a, a limited amount of time. And who knows, if you want to sideload Rebel OS or whatever or whatever firmware um, community driven firmware out there, you, you can feel free to do it. Um, but I wanted to kind of extend that opportunity to you before it, it disappears. Well, I appreciate it because I'm definitely going to sideload stuff for it. I mean, certainly. Okay. Um, I'm kind of excited to play around with it because it's one of those things where I wasn't going to, you know, go buy a defunct smartwatch, but I wa- I've been wanting to have a Pebble for a long time. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to try it for at least five months. I, w- I will warn you, the Pebble time round is... Um, uh, it's got Hideously that- ugly? What? No, it's not all that ugly. Well, to be fair... You can tell. I mean, it's the white one. It, so it's not. Well, I kind of like the white one. That's why I wanted it. Um, <laughs> well, somebody was somebody was selling it on like a Facebook group, and I decided, yeah, I'll go get it. So I met them in like a. I met them in like the parking lot of a Kennesaw Mall. Mall. Nice. Did, like, oh my. Do a sketchy deal about it. It wasn't all that sketchy. It's basically here's the money, here's the watch. Um, but no, I um, what's interesting about it is you can actually adjust the the screen in it because while it's got a round screen with a huge ass bezel on it um it's very clearly a square screen with just a round viewport yeah um and you can actually adjust you can actually move the screen up and down um trying to line it up with the circle so it's (laughs) it's kind of janky in that way um but it's it's still fully functional it's got a color display which is nice i don't have a color display on mine um huh i didn't know it had a color display so yeah, that's really cool. Should have fun. The only thing is, it's got uh, thin straps. It's not like a standard twenty-two millimeter strap. It's an eighteen millimeter strap, I think. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that's fine. So you got that girly strap going on, but uh, eh, no big deal. Yeah. So anyway, I'll uh, I'll get this over to you tomorrow. Uh, I know you texted me, but I, I I didn't respond. Whatever your schedule is for tomorrow, I'll give this over to you and let you have fun yeah. with it. I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out on your brand new Pixel Two XL. Hey. Oh, uh, speaking of Pixel 2XL, just letting listeners know, if you are interested in a Verizon Pixel 2 or Pixel 2XL, uh, you can currently buy one, get one free on both of those phones on Verizon. But again, that's the Verizon version, which means you'll have a locked bootloader, which is the one I have. Uh, but I, But also, you'll be getting one for free, which means you can either you know, split that cost with a friend and you each get one, or you can buy one, get one free, sell the free one, and then have paid nothing for a Pixel 2 or Pixel 2 XL. You know, I get really excited there for a sec because I thought you were doing like what you do with your Steam link and you were like giving one away. 
immediately i bought one i got a free one i'm just gonna give it. i'm just gonna give away an 850 dollar phone no no well, wait, i don't think you, so did you buy your phone I'll, through I'll verizon i i bought the verizon version but i bought it from best buy oh so you didn't get that deal no i didn't the deal didn't exist at the time i wish that i had gotten that deal that would have been amazing and then you would have actually i wish i had waited like three weeks to buy my phone i'm i'm terrible about that when i decide i want to buy something i just I, I go get the best deal that I can get right now, but I'm not patient. I'm well, terrible. to be fair, I'm they really don't. To that. be fair, they don't announce the deals ahead of time. No, of course not. But uh, I mean, I knew there was a deal coming at some point, and I, I'm I'm just not a very patient person when it comes to that kind of stuff, which is one of my weakest qualities. I would assume that means Verizon's trying to unload its Pixel product. Uh oh, can you can you answer a question to me about, um, uh, Pebbles actually? Yeah. What is the difference between the first gen and the second gen Pebble watch? Uh, thinner. Uh, thinner, um, I believe a little bit better processor. Um, bigger screen, I think. I'm trying to actually measure mine here. Um, yeah, just nicer. Uh, the other one was like, has this like plasticky film over the entire thing, whereas this new, the new one has much more like contoured edges and is a thinner profile. Um, thinner buttons it's just a lot better like i used to i used to sleep with uh the pebble my original pebble on but it's kind of uncomfortable especially because it's got a big metal um bra uh, brace on it actually i had sorry i had another pebble one that one i lost on a roller coaster and then i went to this one um which like i said has a big kind of fake metal uh band on it which wasn't the most comfortable thing um and then when i got the when i got the pebble 2 it's just it's such a slim profile honestly that i honestly sometimes i forget i'm wearing it and it's really it's you know it's not a problem when i'm like sleeping in bed or whatever and i'm like resting my arm on it um so yeah it's just a slimmer profile um i think i technically have the pebble 2 hr so it's got like a built-in heart rate monitor um mm, yeah because it was supposed to be like fitness geared um it really kind of failed at that which is interesting because you would think like fitbit would just buy the pebble band buy the pebble line and like add in some actually good fitness tracking functionality into it but instead it seems like fitbit is just kind of thrown pebble out the window and basically just bought it out to get rid of competition huh but yeah interesting so yeah um i'm not sure what like the internal differences between the two um but externally it's just a lot cleaner and nicer in my opinion very nice cool so yeah but yeah i was just looking at I was looking at uh, like prices on used ones in case I decide I really love the Pebble Experience. I'll probably, you know, if I do love it, I'll probably end up getting a not round one. A non-round one, yeah. Um, or, or more specifically, the Pebble, not the white Time round steel. model. You should get like the Pebble Time Steel. I'm actually looking at the Pebble Two SE. I think that's the, my favorite one of the bunch. I don't know what the SE is versus the HR. I think it's just a, like it's just a small revision of the regular Pebble Two. Pebble Two SE. Let me let me tell you what it is. Um, well, oh, one, just, one sec. Oh, I just accidentally Sorry. typed in Pebble Three, and then I got really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Pebble Two. I can't even Sorry. tell the difference between. I know, right? I I can't find anything aside from the Pebble Two is more colorful. Check out a red and black one. You know, go dogs. Um, mainly just because that was the only one available at the time. 
Um, the Pebble 2 SE is pretty much identical to the Pebble 2, but lacks a heart rate monitor. Oh, okay, so the SE is the regular Pebble 2, and the, the one that's just called Pebble 2 is the heart rate monitor version that you have. Oh, uh, okay. So that's the difference. Yeah, because I'm looking at like a gadgetsandwearables.com side-by-side comparison, and they're the exact same. Yeah, I don't really need the heart rate monitor. I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, not much of the workout type. Yeah, let me see. What, is, what does mine say my heart rate is right now? Uh, if I can remember which is the oh it's the short hold uh, 74 BPM as of 8 minutes ago nice oh but now it's 106 so <laughs> <laughs> I got sure. your heart racing about all this pebble stuff man yeah I'm not sure what just happened there but um, yeah <laughs> so anyway I'll send you over I'll get, uh, get this over to you tomorrow cool thank you very much Uh, what else was there to talk about I had something um, oh, uh, so I did I talk about my monitor and its dead pixels last time? I don't believe so. Oh yeah, so I think last time I didn't have my my new monitor set up. So Matt, are you still I with were, us? I got I, a. I'm still with you. It's just I have nothing to contribute to the um, Pebble conversation. I really don't. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I've never used one. I've never seen one in person. Well, actually, I I held one at a hackathon one time. Nice. They're not awesome. like they're not like cherished. You don't have to like you acting like you hold one. We holding I it like. Held it. Well, I've never I, even I seen one. I picked it up because I um like they were supplying them if you wanted to like use them in your hacks or whatever, um, and at that point in time I didn't know much programming, um, and I I didn't even know Python, and I know you can program it in either Python or C, and I was like I'll use C, and then I ended up not using it at all. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the programming language is. I've never tried to write. I've never tried to. I've never tried to write an app for it, especially now that like obviously it's really difficult to probably launch an app seeing as it's actively working against you with the marketplace coming down well, well maybe maybe you can't launch one on the, like their servers you can uh, there are plenty of places where you can just like put your apps right you can even put them on github and people will download them as long as you you know put them there that's or true you can just make them for yourself now i'm going to spend the entire weekend scouring github for like unofficial third-party apps i'm going to make one you, you should, should make it you heard it here first world app I'm gonna make I'm gonna make an app for Pebble. That'll be fun. Feel That'll like be a, a nice personal project. I need a personal project to work on. All right. Well, you can use your new Pebble to sideload and make your own app. I will. Oh, uh, so my monitor. Yeah. I I got a new monitor in late November, and it ended up having a stuck pixel on it, and it's kind of weird. It wasn't it wasn't a regular stuck pixel where it was actually stuck on a particular color at all times. It was like on certain colors it would not quite get there correctly. It was very strange, and I couldn't fix it with the stuck pixel fixer thing. So I R-made the monitor because I, I bought one for Monoprice with a pixel-perfect guarantee. They sent me a replacement, and the new one has... So that one had one pixel that was problematic but not completely dead. This one has three completely dead black pixels. It's like, well, nice. what are you going to do? So nice. I'm just going to have to... And I just can't, I can't do like a regular RMA again because it's like... You can't just do the automated thing for a second time on the same order. So I've got to like call in and get them to replace it. And I just haven't brought myself around to do it yet. So I got to do that in the next couple of weeks, I think. Uh, so, I mean, I have a year to do it, but it's just, you know, I want to do it sooner than later because it's broken and I don't like having broken things. But hey, it's just, hey, can uh, I buy your other pebble? Um, no. $40. Are you trying to buy that round out from under me? No, the other pebble, not not the one that he's giving you. 
Oh, I, I mean, don't, don't okay. you use your other pebble? Let me let me explain what this other pebble is. This other pebble, I found this by luck at Goodwill for five bucks and like thirty-five cents because oh, they nice. didn't know what it was. I took a chance, and it did turn on, and it works. It is a Kickstarter edition, which means it's one of the first ones ever of a pebble. I don't think this is worth just forty bucks. It's worth Let's twenty see. bucks. I'm looking I, at it right now I, on I, eBay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'll pay you forty. So what's the problem here? Take half of that money and go buy another pebble. Let me let me do some research on how much this costs while you guys talk about dead pixels. All right. Pebble one Star Smartwatch Kickstarter edition with charger seven ninety nine. Oh. That's that's a bid. That's not a, that's not a buy it now. That's a bid. That breaks uh, my heart. But the other one, the twenty dollar one, was a buy it now. All right. Well, now I'm considering on lowering my prices. This deal is only valid for the next ten seconds. This deal is getting worse Nine, all the time. Eight. There's even an seven, orange one for forty bucks. Six. I've never seen an five. orange one. Yeah, I know, right? Nate, Nate, you've got five more seconds. Four, three, two. Hold up! Wait, wait, wait. When would I even see you and be able to give this to you? One. Fine. Deal. Zero. All right. Okay. Deal. Cool. Forty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, you just made you just made way more money than uh, you could have by selling it online. Mm. All right, you're gonna need to go, you're gonna need to drive all the way to my house. <laughs> all right, well let's hurry up and finish this podcast so I can. All right, cool. God damn it! No, but I'm serious, so I'll buy it from you. Because um, I'm I'm reading the developer <coughs> docs right now, and it looks really interesting. Apparently, you can also make an app in JavaScript. So. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something about people were moving over to web development based uh app languages for this. I mean, yeah, but you know, C is going to be more efficient. I I have no idea. I I'd assume so. I I'd have to do a side-by-side -side comparison. Maybe they like compile the JavaScript, I'm not sure. Sorry, w which languages did you say you could write for those in for Pebble? Uh, JavaScript and C is what I saw in the developer docs. And when I was at the hackathon, Man, what the a uh, little pamphlet that it came with said you could uh, <coughs> program in Python. Okay, so... Man, what a... JavaScript and C. I mean, that is... And Python. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah, just yeah. the the first two that you listed. I was like, man, what a uh, divide Weird between those two. Yeah. Well, there are obvious, <laughs> there are obvious um, advantages to both, right? So JavaScript's easier for a lot of people, and then C yeah, is yeah. way more efficient. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, I mean, I guess it makes sense to to do the JavaScript. It's just funny that they went with the extreme efficiency of C, but also support JavaScript. Yeah, it's like you can we're gonna be do very it. efficient, or you know, if you're a baby, you can use JavaScript. Exactly, exactly. They're like, you can do it. Yeah, but we'll laugh at you. God, does Kickstarter mean nothing to these people? <sighs> Not really. I mean, Kickstarter is where you go if you like have extra <coughs> money and you're bored and kind of a little bit depressed because you don't have a girlfriend. No, I'm saying like Ooh. I'm on eBay and like the Pebble Twos and all that stuff. Those are going for like sixty, seven, eighty bucks. But like a Pebble One Smartwatch Kickstarter edition is like twenty bucks, ten bucks. That's because the Pebble Two is that much better than the Pebble One. It's like it's cool that it's the Kickstarter edition. But the only difference, as far as I know, between the one and the one Kickstarter edition are the stamp on the back that says Kickstarter edition. And Pebbles just aren't collectible like other things are collectible. I mean, because they were very cheap to begin with. Let's keep that in mind. 
That's a good point. That's true. And they were designed to be affordable. Oh, this guy's even earlier. I've got a... See, what is mine? Mine is uh, serial number 33D. He's got 32S. Dang. Nice. What does that mean? Uh, it means it was, his was built probably slightly before mine. Oh, Seeing nice. as it's got a lower serial number. Yeah, the 32S, that's the one I'm looking at as well, the 799. His is kind of banged up. I don't know what kind of condition yours is in. Uh, Similar condition. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, that $40, you might want to rethink that, Matt. Hey, it works. <laughs> it uh -huh. technically uh -huh. functions. Uh -huh. Let me make sure I have right. I have the well, charger. No, I will I will definitely buy it from you, but you have to bring it to me at my house. Okay. Uh, you know what? I can actually do that because I'll be going to Atlanta on Friday. So text me your address. All right. Cool. I will. I will. Sarah's in Korea for the next three weeks, so I'm kind of bored. <laughs> so, wait. I thought no. So, wait. No. I was. That's Lois. That's your girlfriend. Calls him. That's yeah, my I'm that's not, my ex girlfriend. Just I am whoa. throw it out there. Dating. I'm not. Okay, we'll cold. talk about that later. I'm not dating. Uh, sorry. That's girl. my let, let me let me let me just walk that back a little bit. That's my ex girlfriend of two months. As in, you went out for two months, or you? <laughs> no, no, no. Months. I broke up with her two months ago. <laughs> okay. I I guess oh, it just no, that just now you broke up with her. We just uh we just don't talk on the we just like Nate and I don't talk very much outside of the podcast. So I guess it never came up. So it's just he was shocked, and I was like, wow, man, he didn't know that. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did she take your Nexus and leave? What do you mean? Does she still have your Nexus? I mean, yeah, I let her keep my the phone. I mean, I'm not using it, it anymore. It was a gift. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, gift, technically, technically, I loaned. I mean, technically, I loaned it to her for you know because her phone was broken, but I had no intention of ever really getting it back. Yeah. And then it became a gift when I broke up with her. Because wow, you know, I'm not going to be like, let me have the only phone that you have, <laughs> and while I break up with you <laughs> and leave you with with un unable to contact your friends oh to comfort you. God. <laughs> yeah, and your job, so that you, like, yeah. if you need to go into work, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Wow. Coulson's not completely heartless. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly heartless, but not entirely. Also, would anybody like a Moto 360? Yes. Wait, what? You have a Moto 360? The, the first edition, the first yeah version. What? Tell me yeah, about this I, Moto I 360. Yes. I already said yes, and I'm paying you forty dollars for your Pebble. Yeah, yeah but you gotta that. buy the Moto 360. Ah, oh, dang it! <laughs> yeah, no, it's let not. Me, it's not a. It's not a bundled deal, Matt. Why not? Let me hear. Because let me hear about this Moto 360. Because unlike paying five bucks at Goodwill for the Pebble, I bought the Moto 360 for three hundred when it first came out. So, hmm. I'm I'm not seeing the issue here. Also, I just found the charger for the Pebble, so you do in fact have the charger. Let me plug this in, make sure it works. Yes find a charging brick somewhere um oh, i guess i can just plug it in my computer. fit 360 the first 360 degree neck band wearable camera oh wow that is uh that is something else yeah i was gonna say i mean i guess you can shoot 360 degree video as you walk around which is kind of cool i guess but i don't know the the price of getting one of them, the super early bird, which there there are plenty of those left, just to get one, the lowest the lowest amount you can give to get one. This is on Kickstarter. Is three hundred and ninety six dollars. Wait, but they already have two hundred forty nine thousand out of their fifty thousand goal, so they're definitely they're, they're going to be made. I didn't know I had 
I don't remember side loading. You know, honestly, wait, wait, me sometimes. Did it come with Rebel? No, no, no. It's got like there's some Rebel app, but um, I don't think it's the Rebel. I think it's probably like just some one of the, another app. I'm gonna look it up on my phone right now and see what actually that is, because it's not on my it's not on my watch now. It's just on the uh, other one. It's on the one which does in fact work. So forty dollars here I come. Did y'all? Cool, cool, cool. Oh, I was gonna say, did y'all disappear? No, 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 we didn't I'm disappear. Gone. Sorry, yeah. just didn't realize you were you were done until you had been quiet for a few seconds. Yeah, that's how it usually works. What is Rebel? No. Uh, oh, Re Rebel. Reddit for Pebble. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Rebel. Yeah. But also, like, Rebel, like, you know, without a cause, like, that kind of Rebel? Yeah, I, well, it's not the. It's spelled the same way, but it's not Rebel as in, like, the ones that are trying to make a custom operating system and firmware and store. It's just a Reddit app for your phone. A Reddit oh. app for Pebble. Oh, so this is not the Rebel third-party app store it's just another app that happens to be called rebel yeah oh okay and this okay. app that's called rebel is reddit for pebble gotcha gotcha oh gotcha. they just happen to have the same name they just happen to have that the makes same sense name. yeah and the reason that rebel is called rebel the app store is because it's a rebel they're rebels yeah exactly it's rebelling against pebble or i guess now well fitbit. fitbit yeah i don't know when the project started up i think the project's been around before the Fitbit deal. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play around with it, certainly. Yeah, I remember um, I have a LG G watch as well. I remember I loaded and dropped Wow, man, you bought all the smartwatches. Do you have a, a recent smartwatch by any chance that you're wanting to sell? No, the Pebble 2 HR is my most recent one. Yeah, the you can't. I mean, the battery life of the Pebble is it's just a huge plus. It is a plus. Yeah. That being said, I so last January, I bought a Gear S3 that I used for like 30 days and then returned because uh, I, I have a 40-day return policy at Best Buy because I'm an Elite Pro member. <laughs> uh, That's what happens when you buy Super Mario uh, Odyssey. Is that the new one? I forgot the name. Yeah, that's the new one. Okay. That's the new one. Anyway, go on. And uh, it was great, but after like, that amount of time I realized I was pretty much just using it as a watch and I, I really like my watches so I decided to return it. And it, it, it definitely wasn't, I wasn't using it to the full $320 potential that I spent on it. Mm -hmm. So I just decided it wasn't worth it but I'm you know excited to try a Pebble for no money and see if I like because I have a lot of friends that have smartwatches but every single one of them got them as a gift. I don't know a single person that bought a smartwatch other than you and uses it regularly. So I'm I'm curious to see if I have the same experience where getting it for free means that I find it worth it. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I mainly use it for notifications and as a watch. Um, but it's kind of nice. Um, you know, I'm a notification hound. I have a bunch of Twitter accounts that I get, like, active notifications from, including you. Like, whenever somebody posts... Um, I'm always getting emails and text messages and phone calls and all that stuff. So, like, I'm getting so many notifications. It's actually a bad – I have a bad habit of, like, waking up in the morning and looking at my watch because I leave my phone on all night and so it's connected. So I just, like, collect all the notifications from the night and I wake up and I just fish through, like, 80 notifications in the morning. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't recommend doing that, but um, I mean, there are apps that, um, what do I use on my Pebble? I have some apps on here, but I don't really use them. Um, I've got like, I guess I get like news headlines. Um, I can actually control my Wemo uh, thing, my Wemo switches and my Roku um, through this. It's got an if this then that trigger, which I never set up. Uh, Domino's Pizza, you know how they like have apps for everything that's on here. Yeah, they take pride in be you being able to order pizza from any anything. Um, oh, one good thing is I have NavMe, which is a nice feature, which um, only works with Google Maps, but automatically works with Google Maps. Is that whenever my phone goes into, whenever I'm like on Google Maps and I sit, uh, you know, I hit like navigate and it starts giving me directions, it'll automatically open the app on my watch and start, um, you know, giving me turn by turn by directions on my watch. So I don't have to nice. look at my phone when I'm driving. I can just literally just flip my wrist and look. And it'll like buzz when I'm like two miles away. And then it'll buzz when it's like 500, mi 500 feet away from like a turn or something. That's a really nice feature. That That's the one thing I really use my watch for outside of notifications is for turn-by-turn -turn directions. Nice. I have a little mount on my car for my phone. So it's not really a, a problem for me. But yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So. <coughs> cool, cool, cool. Did you finish your story about your... Uh, your dead pixel, or did? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna have to RMA it, but I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. That's the whole story. I the the main part, the the worst part of the story, of course, was that this was the replacement, and it is still with dead pixels. Yeah, it could be worse. You could have a Nexus 5X. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Okay. One other thing I wanted to talk was um. I wanted to talk about um. How uh, you know those uh, Spectre and Meltdown patches that Intel's been pushing? Um, well, they've been causing people's computers to crash, not boot. Ex you know, slow down drastically, um, to say the least. But uh, recently, I think yesterday, they released a statement um, saying people should stop downloading the updates. So the updates that they pushed, <laughs> people don't are saying don't download them anymore. They're not good. Yeah, but they're like There's automatic updates from like Microsoft. Nobody knows. I know, and they're saying do not download those. But they're automatic. I know, so it's <laughs> like a lot of people can't help it. But don't, don't download, download it. it. That's, That's what they're saying. saying. That's upsetting. It is upsetting. See, so I think they're actually so Windows Microsoft has also had the same problem with their updates, right? So it's not just the microcode updates that are the problem, um, but. Um, Microsoft has uh, fixed it on some machines that, you know, didn't, you know, experience an unbootable meltdown, right? Um, they fixed it by just backpedaling the updates, right? So yeah, yeah. Those are fine. Uh, the microcode adjustments, you know, have been pulled from the update queue. They're just saying, like, if you still have them in your queue, usually those aren't, like, automatic. So just don't download them. Mm. Um, but I think this whole situation is really fucked. And... Um, yeah, I, I just uh, wonder how Intel is going to survive this. Well, I can't. Um, I don't like the phrase "too big to fail" because I think it's precisely the opposite of the truth. Like many times, things are so big that they must fail. But I think we have a case of Intel's going to be just fine. It's just going to suck for a little while. Yep. Yeah. Are you still gonna buy Intel? For future products? Sure, yeah. Are you sure? Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, why? Uh, I'm not as bothered by this as many people are. It's a so it's a so the problem discovered. If I, I might have my facts wrong here, so please correct me if I if I do. The problem discovered was fundamental to the architecture that they've been using for a long time, and it can't it can't be fixed without a patch, and it def and it also can't be fixed without actual like product like losses of performance in the in the existing hardware, right? Huge losses, like twenty percent. But I'm to understand that. They, it's not as though they've known about it for a long time and kept produce, like kept making new products with the flaw intentionally, right? Right. So when the flaw was discovered, I'm sure that they shit their pants just like everyone with one of the processors did. And of course, I mean, it sucks that the flaw was there, obviously. But I don't know. Everyone makes mistakes, that kind of thing. As long as they act better going forward, or that you know they fix the problem going forward, I'm not sure how it could have been avoided, except possibly that they found it earlier, but they didn't. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not gonna. My my main issue is like um, this wouldn't have happened. Well, it would have had a lower chance of happening if um, there were more eyes on the code, right? AMD didn't have the same problem, and I think it's partially due to you know them having like. Um, open documents online for like all of their architecture because um, hmm. you know people find issues with AMD hardware all the time and they get reported very quickly Intel likes to keep everything shut up you know so uh, there are probably many many more vulnerabilities that may be just as bad I mean it's hard to get worse than Spectre uh, no, yeah I mean that's that's, that's a good problem I mean that's a good point certainly yeah, yeah. My, my point is like these are things that aren't going to get discovered because they're always going to be working on the next thing you know, and there's no community <laughs> looking at it for them. So they're going to have to dedicate their own resources, of which they have limited resources. Yeah, you know? I guess as far as why I will still buy in the future is because generally speaking, for my purposes, Intel has had better performance at lower energy use than AMD's comparable or AMD's comparable processors. That might not be the case when I go to make my next purchase, but if it is, I'll buy an Intel processor. What I'm saying is I haven't now biased myself towards buying AMD processors in the future. But Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I see your point. Like, when it comes to bare stats, yeah, uh, Intel typically outperforms AMD. If you're talking about, like, um, cost to performance, like, AMD has a slightly better cost to performance. Um but then again, you wanna if you're gonna buy the top line thing, you're probably not looking to, you're probably expecting it to be expensive. You're right about cost to performance, but I think the energy efficiency usually Outweighs makes that. up for it. Yeah, uh, over time, right? Right, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, and AMD does have issues like running hot and things like that, which I think have been mostly resolved in the most recent gener generation. Yeah, and that's and that's very true, and and. If I was make if I had been making a CPU purchasing decision just earlier this year, I can't say that I would have gone with Intel. I'm just, what I, what I'm saying is when I go to, go to buy my next CPU, I'm not going to not buy Intel because of this. I'm just going okay. to consider that whatever options sense. are out there. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes a lot of yeah. sense. I I can't contest that. Um, I still won't buy Intel products. Um, certainly not new in the future. Uh, unless they change their um, design structure. 
because I yeah, think, and that's that's I think perfectly that's reasonable. The core of the problem, and I don't think we're gonna stop seeing these types of issues until they do change their design structure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's perfectly reasonable. Are there any uh, laptop companies like HP or or Dell that use AMD? Uh, just to my recollection, it seems like they're all Intel. Uh, there are there are a ton of there are a ton of uh, laptop manufacturers that have models that like they have AMD and Intel models of very similar laptops. Yeah, it's just um, historically Intel's been more popular. That's yeah, true. exactly. Well, I mean, like I guess an average consumer wouldn't really consider AMD versus Intel. I mean, I didn't even know what AMD was until I really started like getting into um, like PC building and all that type of stuff. I had never heard of AMD. Um, I mean, you you say that like people don't consider it, but there's a reason that even when there's a low end Intel processor in a in a cheap laptop, the sticker on it says Intel inside. Like pe- people think highly, of, or they did maybe before this, think highly of Intel and like, oh, it's got an, you know an Intel processor in it. And I this is from someone who has family members that have literally recommended laptops to me, or thought said that they are considering specific laptops because oh, it has an Intel processor. This one and then I just kind of put my head in my hand and shake it. This one has an AMD you know. Threadripper, and the other one has an Intel i3. Go with the Intel. <laughs> so this one's got a this one's got a Celeron. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we'll have to see how this. I don't know how they're gonna roll back uh, updates. I mean, just put out a new update that changes those things back, right? That's that's how. Yeah. I should probably update my PC. I don't know if I have any updates waiting, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I should now, but I don't know but, if uh, I keep my laptop updated. Yeah, I should probably check if I have automatic updates. I, I um I I've been getting a lot of updates. So right right when I first got the um, Meltdown Inspector patches pushed to my computer, I noticed it was slower, and progressively like there have been incremental updates to that. Um, so it's. I haven't noticed much of a slowdown now, at least on my system. I, I'm not running Windows, so I can't speak for your systems. You have Kubuntu, but what is what are the specs? No, no on... I, I have KDE Neon. What's the specs on my computer? Well, like what is it? What brand is it, and what are the specs? Oh, okay. So, um, my laptop, which I'm using right now, is what I've been referring to. That's what uh, I meant. Not yeah. my desktop. All right, cool. So, I would expect um, your desktop is custom built. Otherwise, get out. Yeah. So, um. Let's see. I've got an HP Envy from 2013. Uh, it has a Core i7 um, processor. It's nothing special. It's definitely the mobile edition. You can't overclock it. Um, and uh, let's see. I've, I just have integrated graphics on that, so no dedicated GPU. Um, and I've got 12 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM. So not like astonishing specs by today's standards. Yeah, uh, I did notice a slowdown, um, like I said, with the initial patches, and since then it's gotten much better. But I, it's still not as fast as it used to be. I don't know if I've gotten the patches. Um, actually, my computer's had twice in the past week shut down because of because of a kernel security error. Um, oh, that's the patch. <laughs> oh, is it the patch? <laughs> yeah, that's why they told you to uninstall that patch. Oh, okay. Yes, it's been causing it's been causing internet <laughs> crashes. Some people's motherboards are locked now. And oh some wow! Just can't boot into Windows anymore. Oh okay. Well, I just had the <laughs> issue of like, just my lock screen didn't pop up and it crashed because it had a kernel security error. All right. Well, yeah. good to know I got the update. And um, 
So do I have to uninstall <laughs> the update, or will a patch come? Uh, no, it, it it'll come. It, basically, the patch will be removing that update. Got it. So I have to wait till patch right Tuesday. Right now, they don't have anything else that they're pushing. They're just removing the update. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, they they pretty much screwed the pooch <laughs> on this one. Like everyone fucking sucks. I don't know. Apple's patches have been very secure though. This, um, so Red Hat worked really hard on the Linux kernel. Um. And so they got those patches out really quickly. And um, Apple had them, I think, first, if not at the same time as Red Hat pushed out the changes to the Linux kernel. It's the first time so, ever that Apple has done something first. Yeah, they, they've <laughs> done really well at this. So um, if you've got a Mac, don't worry about it. That's, I mean, that's, that's just a general sentiment that you can apply to having a Mac generally. Yeah, isn't that the mentality behind a Mac? Why people buy it? Yeah. Just, I, wanna, I don't want to have to worry about anything. To quote the man himself, it just works. It just works. I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a Mac. It's kind of underwhelming nowadays. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> it's not great. It's not like back when OS X came out and like the other, the alternative was XP. That yeah. was amazing. Like they didn't even compare. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't. I can't. I don't. I wasn't a computer enthusiast at the time, so I have. I have no. I pretend like, oh yeah, I know about like all this stuff, but I really don't. I wasn't even now. I'm not like super into like te techno technology. Like you guys are talking about Intel patches, and it's still kind of going over my head as far as to how exactly Spectre works. Um, but I don't. Know, I I get by with pretending. No worries. <laughs> all right. Well, whatevs. Oh. I had two more topics, if you guys are still good. Sure. Okay. Number one, we don't have to linger on it because we've talked about it plenty of times on the podcast. Uh, but net neutrality is getting a little bit of a pushback, or 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 support, I guess. Net neutr the net neutrality repeal is getting a little bit of pushback, um, because what was this? some kind of lawsuit or something. <coughs> um. Yeah, like a bunch of states are joining together to sue basically over net neutrality, the FCC's decision to repeal net neutrality. Uh, and then just this week, uh, the Montana governor signed an order which forces net neutrality uh, in the state, um, declaring that any internet service provider within the, with a state government contract, so it doesn't necessarily protect consumers, but those with a state government contract, uh, cannot block or change or charge for faster delivery of websites. So basically, basically saying the new uh, the Montana government will be exempt from net neutrality slowdowns. And then just today, the New York governor signed a similar thing. Uh, so the New York government and the Montana government, at least, will be safe from slowdowns. Though I don't think they necessarily have to worry about like Netflix getting a fast lane in their you know, network. I don't know. I don't know what the Mon the government necessarily can benefit from not having not being subject to. I well, I wait, wait. Based on what you just said, benefit of the government. I think it's for benefit of the citizens of those states. I mean, like, so, well, it's, that it's, makes me want to move to those states. For example, I but guess, what but you just said is that anyone that has a contract with the state, yeah, it's internet service can't do it. with state contracts. Oh, I see. I see. But, but but wait. But did you did you say that? It only applies to the service provided to the state, or that any company with a contract with the state has to apply this to all their customers. 
Uh, well, hold up. Let's see. The Verge, uh, according to the order from New York, any service provider receiving or renewing a contract after March 1st in New York would be required to sign an agreement saying they adhere to net neutrality principles. Major companies, including Verizon and AT&T, have signed contracts with the state. Um, yeah, I don't know if it means like just the state's service won't be affected or like any contract that works with the state will have to apply that to all service in the state. Um, obviously, it's it's just a statewide executive order, so it obviously doesn't reach out. It's not like just because Verizon works with the New York government doesn't mean that Verizon across the country has to adhere to this. It's I don't like I don't know if it's just service with the government or if it's service anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. I. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like a bullying technique in the sense that, like, if the government, if these companies want to sign deals and be the service provider for the government, they have to adhere to net neutrality. Maybe it's kind of like a bargaining chip. I don't know. I don't know what it applies if it applies to just the state service or if it applies to all service in the state. No worries. I mean. I I mean we'll just have to find. That's out a very good question that I, that the New York Times and uh, the Verge have not been able to answer. Not that those are anywhere necessarily near each other, but. Uh. <laughs> hey, what are you saying about the New York Times, man? Yeah. You <laughs> I mean, I love the Verge. So if the New York Times is not are you insulting the New York, the great honor of the New York Times? No, I'm ins- I'm insulting Fox Media, and and mm. and the Verge, which can't decide for the life of itself whether it wants to be a tech blog or a news blog. That's fair. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's that. And then uh, there was something about MoviePass. Like, I had to look this up. MoviePass was like their new... They were. T- I saw some articles today talking, or this week talking about MoviePass's like actual plan to not be in debt. Um, what the heck? <laughs> What's their plan? Well, hold up. What is this? I just googled movie pass and the second article that came up was something from page six, which I have no idea if this is an actually reliable website. Um, oh, okay. Well, at a Sundance event, the movie pass CEO, Mitch Lowe, who was a co-founder of Netflix, said he and his partner accidentally sent porn to Netflix members very early in the company's history. <laughs> movie pass's CEO, CEO, um, I, I'm assuming this means when he was working at when he was a co-founder of Netflix, accidentally sent porn to Netflix members when he was working at Netflix. How did he do that? I need. That's to know. amazing. That's so good. Uh, in 1998, Netflix was testing its ability to put videos onto DVD in a then unheard of 24-hour by putting Bill Clinton's testimony about the Monica Lewinsky scandal on discs. Mm-hmm. When you get DVDs, you usually have nice labels. We weren't going fast. We didn't have time to label. Turns out that the person who was a duplicator accidentally duplicated pornography. We sent hundreds of th- thousands and thousands, uh, and a couple hundred uh, had porn on them. I okay. I don't know. I th- nobody else is reporting on this. Um, I don't really want to look up. Netflix movie pass porn. Okay, uh, it's from the Daily Mail as well. Uh, 
Oh, and they're just setting the pool. Six. I don't know. Okay, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, my plan was uh, what I wanted to talk about was with the Washington Post. Um, is that basically what MoviePass is going to do? Is they're really hoping that with this lower price, that um, when it had twenty thousand subscribers. It was relying on the idea that not everybody was going to use it to the full extent because back then it was a higher price, much higher price. So they were betting, they were betting on people not using it, um, and then being able to kind of recuperate their costs to that. Now what they're hoping is that people actually go to the movie theater as much as possible so that they can collect data and then sell that data. Um, as far as I can tell, they don't have like a necessarily somebody who wants to buy that data off of them. But they're hoping that they can generate enough data that it will be worth a resale value. So again, it's going to be one of those situations where, again, a company is collecting data and, and user data from you like anything on the Internet nowadays. Um, and is then going to sell that data to make to recuperate the costs of their business. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, I'm all right with that. It's not like it's any data that I really care about. Matt, do you have a movie pass? Not yet, but I should get one. You should. You should definitely get one. I yeah, I no use mine to. very much. Um, and then um, there was something about uh, they announced that Sundance Movie Pass is actually gonna like buy films. Wait, what? What was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so a Movie Pass announced that uh, uh, what is it? Uh, using the Sundance Film Festival as a platform, Movie Announce Movie Pass announced that it will create a subsidiary called Movie Pass Ventures and will co-acquire films with film distributors. Uh, so basically, it plans to release films across other platforms, including streaming, DVD, and on-demand. Hmm. So this is kind of them trying to venture into Netflix territory here, and I mean, Mitch Lowe was a co-founder of Netflix, so he might know how to kind of do that. Um, I feel like that's going to be unnecessary, and I don't know how successful that's going to be because Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix are kind of the big three, and I don't know if there's room for necessarily a fourth streaming service. We'll have to see. But There is not room in my wallet for another streaming service. I don't know if it'll be... I don't know if the price will be rolled into your, into your movie press... Like what you already pay? I mean, that'd be nice. It would be nice. I don't know if they'd be. Able I would continue paying the same amount to get more things. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly fine with what I'm getting right now. I'm completely satisfied with what I'm getting now. Um, if I were to get more, that would be fantastic. So, I don't know. I just have to keep an eye on this. But it's just an interesting bit of news that like MoviePass. See, it's kind of a reassuring thing that MoviePass seems to at least have a plan that this great service hopefully won't flop and and be non-existent this time next year when it goes into massive debt um, because of everybody's actually using the service. Um, and it's just a little bit reassuring, to me at least. I don't know. Matt, you have no skin in the game. Colson, if you're... I have zero skin at the moment. <laughs> Not just in the game, just in general. Oh, well, it's you, startling. You might want to get that checked out by a doctor. You, you just be glad I, that this isn't a he, uh, vlog and it's just a podcast. Yeah, he's in constant agony. 
Yeah, but you know, I'm I numb the pain by uh, you know, just more pain. So just like, hard liquor. Yeah, it just progressively gets worse. So like second by second, the pain I felt before doesn't feel so bad, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's good. When do these uh, when did these symptoms start occurring? Oh, uh, like uh, twenty one years ago. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think I think it started um sometime around March, maybe like March eighteenth, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Maybe nine months prior when I was conceived. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well that's what I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to get those things out there. And now they're out there. Cool, cool, cool. Yay, cool, cool, cool. And we have reached one hour. You guys want to wrap it up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's do it. I wish Daniel was on the podcast again, but he's asleep. Oh well. He should get back on the podcast soon. Well, he's well, his work schedule, he works at midnight. He starts like working at like 1 in the morning. So he's sl- oh, he's asleep sucks. now. Mm. I was actually trying to tell him via text message today how to set up his podcast, like the whole RSS feed and posting it on a blog and all that. So his podcast is now out there. I'll plug it for him. Go check out South Central Podcast. I, I think he's trying to get it up on iTunes. So, yeah, go for it. But anyway, that's going to cool. do it for our podcast, technically speaking. Thank you so much for listening. Colson, Matt, say it at the same time. How do they get in contact with you? At Colson IRL on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and then with an A. All right. Here you go, Sorry, I'm eating marshmallows. See you guys. Bye. Bye.